You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. Father, we want your will. We want to hear your voice. We want to know what you have to say. So speak to us this morning. Speak to us a word that causes us to change. Do move throughout the room. Move in our hearts, move in our lives, move in our families. Take us from strength to strength, from glory to glory, and do what only you can do. It's what only you can do. Work in us. I thank you for your gracing and for your anointing. Cause our eyes to be opened. Cause our hearts to come alive. Cause our spirits to jump within us as we hear the word. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Oh, that was awesome. Well, we're back talking about discipleship. And uh, we really believe that God is calling us deeper, calling us um, into deeper things of him. And discipleship is about following after Jesus, following after him. The Bible says um, he, he instructed the disciples to go to all the world and make disciples, not just believers of Jesus, to make disciples. And that's followers of Jesus. And so this morning, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? We're talking about surrendering our lives to the Holy Spirit. A lot of times the Holy Spirit has, you know, kind of gotten a bad name, or sometimes we just forget about him. It's like, you know, he's part of the Trinity, but really, who is he? And we're going to talk about who he is this morning. He's a good guy. You're going to like him. <laughs> those of you that don't know him, and those of you that do, are going to be like, yes, he is. So John 14, uh, verse 15 says, if you love me, this is Jesus, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So first of all, Jesus is saying that, that if you love me, you'll obey. But then he goes right after that and says, I'm going to send a helper. In other words, for you to follow after Jesus, you need a helper. You need someone to help you. you he, he helps you obey the things that Jesus has commanded us. Jesus' ministry didn't start until he became filled with the Holy Spirit. So in, you see Jesus, he shows up to be baptized. And he gets there to be baptized. And John the Baptist is there. And Jesus, John the Baptist baptizes Jesus. He goes under the water. He comes back up. And the Bible says that the Spirit came and descended upon him like a dove. And then right after that, going right from that verse into, well, then Jesus, or God says, this is my son who I'm well pleased. And then right after that, the next chapter, Luke 4, verse 1, it says this. And Jesus full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, which where he was baptized, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So Jesus, full of the Spirit, was led into the wilderness by the Spirit of God. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. Okay? And so he gets led into 
the wilderness and he is tempted and he is tried and, and he's tested and all of these things. And he needed the spirit of God to be able to endure those things. But then, right after that, you see Jesus in the temple. And he's talking about the anointing, the spirit of God and the anointing. Look at this. Luke 4, verse 18. So he comes out of the wilderness. He's been in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted, tested. The enemy comes, tries to do all kinds of things, and he comes out of it. And he goes to the temple, and this is what he says. He's speaking in the temple. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, because I've got a job to do. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because I'm here to proclaim some good news. The spirit of the Lord is upon me is because I've come to set people free. It's the anointing that sets people free. And Jesus says, the spirit of God is on me because of the anointing. Because I got a job to do. There's something that I got to do. The anointing, when it comes upon you, it changes you into a different person. Your relationship with God is built through and dependent upon your relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. The Holy, there is so much to the Holy Spirit, to who he is. He is helper. The Bible calls him an advocate. It calls him a counselor. He's a teacher. He's a friend. He's a guide. He's the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. For you to understand how to operate in the supernatural power of God, you must be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So there's baptism, which is what we had a couple of day, or a couple of weeks ago, which is water baptism, and that's when you go in the water and you come up. That's the full immersion. That's water baptism. That means that you are um, old things are passing away, and new things are coming. It's the public declaration of your faith. That's water baptism. But then there's the baptism of the Spirit, which I'm going to show you. Acts 1, verse 4. This is Jesus speaking, and he's speaking to the disciples. Jesus has um, risen from the dead at this point. He's risen from the dead, and now he's shown up, and he's talking to the disciples, but he's about to go away. He's about to go to heaven, okay? And so he's giving some last-minute kind of instructions as to how things are going to go. So Acts 1, verse 4, he says, And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. I want to point out right there where Jesus says, Don't, uh, you can't go. You stay until the Holy Spirit comes. In other words, he had commissioned them. These are the things that you're going to do. You're going to go into all the world. You're going to preach the gospel. You're going to make disciples. But then Jesus, just before he goes away, he says, hold up. Don't you go nowhere until the Holy Spirit shows up. Why? Let me show you. 
couple verses down, verse 8, he says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He says, you need the power of the Holy Spirit to do the things that I have commissioned you to do. You can't do this on your own. You need the Holy Spirit to, to help you, to be the power within you. And then he goes and he lists these things, cities that he lists. He says, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. This was something that had context to them. They understood what he was saying. We read it as like, oh, those are just places. But when Jesus was speaking to them, he says, Jerusalem, what he was talking about was their families. He says, you will be my witnesses. You will need the power of the Holy Spirit to be my witnesses within your families. When you're raising your children, you're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit. When you're talking with your mother-in-law, you're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit. And then he goes on to say, Judea. When he's talking about Judea, he's talking about their community. The community. God has called us to live a life of community with one another. And so when he's saying, you're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit to live the life of community that I've called you to. And then he says, Samaria. You need the power of the Holy Spirit in Samaria. What's he talking about? Other cultures, places that they're not familiar with, other races. He says, you're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit because I've called you to different places. I've called you to different things. You're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit. And then he says, to the other places of the world. He's talking about missions. You're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit because where I'm sending you, you're going to need the power of God in your life. And church, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the power of God. And, and this is what God's been showing me, that there are some that do not have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. They have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit. They've been afraid of what that actually might mean. I'm telling you, God gave it as a gift to you. He gave it as something good for your life. The Holy Spirit is not something that's scary. But then there's some of us who have shut the Holy Spirit off in our lives. We stop listening to his voice and God says, listen, church, it is time for you to get your power back and start operating in the place that the Holy Spirit has designed for you. So that when you go into coffee shops and when you go into restaurants, that you can do the things that God has called you to do. Within your families, within your communities. You know that in communities we don't all get, get along. Right? We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. We need His understanding. We need to be able to see the heart of God for people. We need the Holy Spirit. Church, it's time. It's time. After you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you enter into an entirely different life with God. It's not just go to church on Sunday, but you are living and breathing as Jesus did on this earth. John 14, 12 says, Truly I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I'm going to the Father. How, did, how do you think that we're going to do greater works than Jesus? How, how, does, how do we operate in greater things than Jesus did? The Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit working on the inside of us. 
So these are the ways that the Holy Spirit works in your life. The Holy Spirit reveals the will of God in our lives. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 says, What no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. Oh, think about that, what God has prepared for you. Great things God has prepared for you. And it says, these things God has revealed to us. How? Through the Spirit. For the Spirit, this is the Spirit of God, searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person, which is in him. So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is the Holy Spirit that comes upon you when you get baptized in the Spirit. And so what happens is, is God's will for you is revealed to the mind of the Holy Spirit. And then it is revealed to you, the will of God is revealed to you through your relationship with the Holy Spirit. But many don't fulfill the will of God because they stop listening to the Holy Spirit. They don't want to hear what he has to say. But, but if you tune your ear to the Holy Spirit, if you begin to dig in relationship with the Holy Spirit, you will not miss out. You won't miss out. He won't guide you wrong. A believer doesn't really seek the will of God. It seeks his own will and then asks God to bless it. But a disciple seeks for and hungers after the will of God. The Holy Spirit is the voice of God. It is what governs us. It's the voice that says, hey, you probably shouldn't go that way. Don't do that. That ain't right for you. Don't say those things. Or, hey, you should go talk to that person. You should lay hands on that person. This is the job that he's the one that guides and, and directs you. He's your course corrector. This is who the Holy Spirit is. I, I was saying this when we were talking about um, Gary. You know, Gary said it was the Holy Spirit that woke him up that the noise got louder and louder. And he said, if it weren't for the Holy Spirit, we'd be dead. It's the Holy Spirit that warns you. I'm telling you, we need the Holy Spirit. We cannot deny his power. We cannot shut him off. We need him. He was the gift that God gave us for this life. I remember when I was, and I think I've, I've told this story a few times, but I, it's one that stands out to me. It's one I'm so grateful for is when I was um, about 20 years old, Shaylee was a baby. She was sitting in the front seat with me in her car seat, which she shouldn't have been. I know, don't tell me about it after. I know she shouldn't have been there, but she was. And so she was sitting in the front seat. We were on the highway. And as I was driving, I was behind a car pulling a boat. And I just felt this urgency in me from the Holy Spirit. It was like, get out of this lane. Pass him immediately. You got to just, and it was like, he would not let up. And so finally, I pulled out um, to pass them. And the moment, I'm telling you, the moment that I pulled out, that boat flew backwards, flew off. It would have come right through my windshield. It would have killed us. The Holy Spirit, this is who he is. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. 
So the Holy Spirit is the voice of God. It is so important that we listen when he speaks, that we obey when he speaks. Relationship with God is also listening to the Spirit of God. And by listening, it's obeying. It's obeying when he speaks. The more that you listen to the Spirit of God, the louder that he gets. The louder that his voice gets, the easier that it is to hear. But the less that you listen, the quieter he gets. I, you know, if I, were, if I were to stand up here and, and uh, preach to you all, and everybody was having their own conversations and not one person was listening, I probably would stop talking. You would. Or if you're sitting at a table with friends and, and you're trying to say something and everyone's talking and they don't really care what you have to say, you will probably stop talking. And wait until you're ready to listen. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4 says, And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in, in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. He's like, it ain't us. The things that I'm saying, it's not us. It's the Spirit of God. It's the wisdom of God. In Matthew 10, verse 19, it says, So when they arrest you, don't worry about how to speak or what you are to say, for the Holy Spirit will give you at that very moment the words to speak. Understanding that the disciples, a lot of them, none of them, not none of them, a lot of them were not educated. They didn't go to Bible school. They followed Jesus. They didn't know a lot. But the Holy Spirit gave them the words to say. This is for you. This is laid out, all of this. This is for you. This is for the life you get to follow. The Holy Spirit at work in you. It's not just for ministers. The Holy Spirit, the anointing, all of it, it's for you. In your everyday life. And I talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit in Acts 2, verse 37. It says, when they heard this, they were crushed and realized what they had done to Jesus. Deeply moved, they said to Peter and the other apostles, what do you need to do, brother? What do we need to do, brother? And Peter replied and said, repent and return to God. And each one of you must be baptized in the name of Jesus, the anointed one, to have your sins removed. Then you may take hold of the gift of the Holy Spirit. So he's saying three things there. He's saying repent, which is what you do when you accept, when you ask Jesus into your life, forgive me of my sins. Then he talks about baptism. That's water baptism. When you go in the water like we talked about it and come out, and then he says receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That is when you are baptized in the Spirit. Another verse is 1 John 5, verse 8. It says the Spirit, the water, and the blood. These three are in agreement. 
When he's talking about the blood, he's talking about Jesus and the blood that was shed. When he talks about um, water, he's talking about water baptism. And then when he talks about the Spirit, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Spirit, meaning that these things are in agreement or these three things, they go together. They work together. The Spirit, the water, the blood, these three things are in agreement. Acts 19 verse 2 says the first thing he asked them was did you receive the holy spirit when you became believers no they replied we've never even heard of the holy spirit paul asked then what was the meaning of your baptism and they responded it meant that we would follow john's teaching paul said john's baptism was for those who were turning from their sins and he taught you to believe in and follow the one who was coming after him jesus the anointed when they understood this, they were baptized into the authority of Jesus, the anointed one. And when Paul laid his hands on each of the 12, the Holy Spirit manifested and they immediately spoke in tongues and prophesied. So it says the Father gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and a lot of times, you know, we've heard of speaking in tongues, praying in tongues, like we've just read it, praying in tongues. And, and it can look like to some that when you receive the Holy Spirit, it is praying in tongues. It's not. The gift of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit and everything that he brings with him. So when you ask for the Holy Spirit, you receive the gift. It's a gift that God gives you the Holy Spirit to lead, to guide, to, to um, teach you, to help you remember all things. It's the power, it's the anointing, but it is also praying in tongues. But it's not your indicator that you have the Holy Spirit. It's not, it's not the indicator. I have many people that said they, they prayed, they received the fullness of the Spirit. One girl and she said she didn't receive it, frustrated. She said, I want to pray in the Spirit. Is this something that I believe? I don't even know because I'm not receiving it. And so she would pray at night. Pray. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And she said one night she got up and she started to pray. And she started to pray in the Spirit. In this church, we believe in praying in the Spirit. We believe it. And what we believe is that when we pray in the Spirit, it encourages us, it edifies us, it stirs us up, it gives us power. It is, it is like we are praying something that we don't know. It's like we are praying the will of the Father, which we are. We're praying the will of the Father. Sometimes we don't have enough words. We don't know exactly what to say. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will wake you up and say, it's time for you to pray. Well, I don't, what am I praying about? And you just begin to pray. I've heard many stories of people who've gotten in the middle of the night and they've begun to pray, not knowing what they were praying about, but just had this thing on the inside of them, like, I gotta pray. And so they begin to pray in the spirit later to find that they were standing in the gap for somebody. I've had it done in my life. There's times where I'll wake up. As a pastor, it became even stronger, where I just like, morning, and it, or, you know, middle of the night, four in the morning, and I'll just like, my eyes will open up, just like, boom. And I'm like... Who? I, it's usually what I say. Who? 
And you're like, this person. And, and like, I don't, you don't know. Why am I praying for this person? Are they depressed? Are they in danger? I don't know. I pray in the spirit. Because it's, it's, I'm praying the perfect will of God. Now there's prophesying in tongues. That's different. If, if I were to get up in a scenario like this and I were to prophesy in tongues, there must be an interpretation. There should be somebody that gets up and interprets what I'm saying. Otherwise, it's confusing. Nobody would understand what I'm saying. There would be no point. So there's prophesying in tongues that, that needs to have an interpretation. But I'm talking about praying in the Spirit. And that's usually something that's done personally in corporate settings where you're just, all, you're just praying. But it is, it is power. It stirs you up on the inside. Amen? Amen. So that is the baptism. But that isn't, again, that isn't the indicator that you've received the fullness of the Holy Spirit. It's the gift that he brings with him. And lastly, if you want the Holy Spirit, if you've received Christ in your life and you're like, there has to be more. I want more. I want to go deeper. You will receive the Holy Spirit. If you want it, you got it, baby. Because listen to this verse, Luke eleven thirteen. If imperfect parents know how to lovingly take care of their children and give them what they need, how much more will the perfect Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit's fullness when His children ask Him? How much more? You just got to ask. You just got to ask, and it's yours. So, praise and worship team, you can come. So what I had on my heart today is I know that there are some that have not received the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to pray for it this morning, this afternoon now. We're going to pray for it. And all it is is us saying, Holy Spirit, come. Father, fill me full with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want that power I want the anointing. I want the fullness of everything that you have for me. Father, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. And just like when you got saved, where you said, Jesus, come into my life and make me new. And we all celebrate with you. Man, you became a Christian. That's it. It was a prayer. You said, Jesus, come in, and he just walks right in. Then this is the same thing. You say, Holy Spirit, Fill me. Fill me to full. It's done. It happens. So I want to pray for those. But I also want to pray for those that have shut off the voice of the Holy Spirit in their lives. That we would cry out to God and say, I just, I, I've heard it, I hear it every day, I hear it. It's time, it's time, church, it's time to step into that place of power once again where you move and you breathe in the Holy Spirit. Where the supernatural begins to come forth. All of these things happen through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so for those that have maybe even shut their lives off to it because of what he was calling you to, maybe it scared you. 
There's no shame. We've all done it at some point in our lives where we shut off the, the Holy Spirit because we became scared of what it might look like. But I want you to hear the voice of the Father saying, hey, it's time. It's time. It's time. I've called you for this time. Every single person right now in this room, you have been called for this time. And so, Holy Spirit, we want, we want you. We want your fullness. We want your fullness. So stand up with me. Thank you, Jesus. Let's begin to play a little bit, please. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just begin to set your heart attitude towards him. And just understand that he's calling you to more. He's calling you to deeper things. He's saying, I have a gift for you. I have a gift of the Holy Spirit for you. There are things that you've tried to break off of your life for years and years and years. There are things that you've carried around with you for years and years and years. Today, today it ends. Today it ends. Today the power of the Holy Spirit is going to fall on you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, just lastly, before we're just going to ask God to fill us, for those of you that want, you're just going to repeat after me, just fill us, fill us, Holy Spirit. But I just feel like I have to say this, nothing weird is going to happen to you. I, I just feel like there's this wall that people are like, well, what if something, no, 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 that's not God. That's not God. Weird is not going to happen to you. What's going to happen to you is the things that I just said, the power of the Holy Spirit, the anointing, the strength, the guidance. Nothing weird is going to happen to you. That's not who God is. It's freedom. <laughs> it's freedom and it's joy and it's peace and it's liberty in the Spirit. It's good. It's good. Lift your hands, okay? Let's just, Father, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Baptize us with the Holy Spirit. 
Baptize me. Baptize my life. Give me the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Baptize me fresh. Baptize me in the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, for those that have that have turned their ears away, have shut their ears off from the Holy Spirit, forgive us, Holy Spirit. We want more of you. Forgive us, Holy Spirit. Begin speaking again to us. Forgive us, Holy Spirit. We want to move and we want to operate in what you want. Fall fresh on us. Let the fire of your presence, let your fire fall on us, Lord. Let your fire fall on us. As we move from glory to glory, the fullness of the Holy Spirit rest on us. Thank you, Jesus. The fullness of the Holy Spirit. We're going to end, but if you want prayer, if you want us to lay hands on you, if you're like, hey, I, I want to know how to pray in tongues, help me, come meet us down here, we will help you, um, or we will show you, um, but I just want to read this one last, you already read it, but I just want to read it as you go, the Spirit, I'm still looking for it, the Spirit of the Lord, oh, this is powerful, the Holy Spirit on you right now. This is, what, this is what you're being equipped for, church. This is the Holy Spirit on you. As you go, understand this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you because He has anointed you to proclaim good news to the poor. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you because He has sent you to proclaim liberty to the captives. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you for the recovery of sight to the blind. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you because He has set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. If you need prayer, come up, let us pray. If not, be released. We love you. Thank you so much for coming. Be blessed as you go. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca. Let the light in, open up the windows, let the light